The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. It is uh, 4.07 on the Central Coast. It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting a live local hometown radio. In about an hour, we're going to welcome Connie Pierce, General Manager of the Madonna Inn, and Clint Pierce, President of Madonna Inn Enterprises. We're just going to talk. I've wanted them on the show for a long time. I'm glad we we're finally able to get our schedules uh, together. Third District County Supervisor Don Ortiz Lake will be with us tomorrow. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. So, um, here is an opinion piece in the Tribune this morning. Sam Blakesley is fed up over the past two years. A 67-year-old former state senator and assemblyman has been the victim of four burglaries. On two separate occasions, his electric bicycle was stolen from his home, though it was recovered both times. Another time, he caught someone in the act of rifling through his car. Case number four occurred early Monday morning. This time, there was a break-in at Blakesley & Blakesley, his financial services office in downtown San Luis Obispo. Uh, Blakesley said, I mean, at some point you wake up and you've been robbed four times. You ask yourself, why am I still here? And how much worse can it get? And then uh, the opinion piece dictates how somebody broke into Blakesley and Blakesley and they made off with a lot of things, including Sam's Apple watch and his iPad. And then Sam realized that he could track the iPad through an app on his cell phone. And so he started following the guy around town. And so let me just jump down. Um, Blakesley was back home when he got another hit. This time his iPad was at the CVS pharmacy on Marsh street. He went there and To his credit, he phoned the police. While he was waiting for officers to arrive, he spotted a man pushing a shopping cart and then saw him reach into it and pull something out, an iPad. Blakesley did not confront the man. He said that was never his intention, but he did snap his photo. So he'd be able to give it to the police. Um, The guy turns around and sees me taking a picture of him. Then he gets angry at me for taking a picture of him. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the man tried to grab his phone out of his hand, but Sam, to his credit, hung on to it. The man stormed off. Sam called 911 again. Police arrived a short time later. They arrested a suspect, James Dells, D-E-L-L-E-S, arrested on suspicion of burglary, theft, and robbery. Uh, Dells had a shopping cart loaded with his possessions. Sam told the Tribune he believes that the guy is homeless. Police could not confirm that, although Dells did not list a home address. Court records indicate that he had a relatively uh, series of minor offenses, including alcohol violations, selling marijuana, and violating probation. Let me just jump down to the bottom of the opinion piece. Sam said, Slow PD kind of read me the riot act for getting so involved. I understand, but I mean, if we all sit back and do nothing, 
this is going to continue. From my perspective, it's like it's a little bit of feeling of personal injury and insult when somebody robs you. Um, the police uh, said, we absolutely do not recommend that someone go out and do this, referring to Sam uh, doing what he did. Uh, and then Sam talked about how he's thinking of moving out of the area now because of all this. So anyway, there's a lot to unpack. I uh, was in contact with Sam today. I invited him in for the show, and he begged off just feeling that he had been overexposed by this whole thing. Um, and then Karen Veely went to work from CalCoastNews.com, and she's got a story, and hers is somewhat different. Karen, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave. And I actually had the story yesterday, but both my phone and, and computer were broken around the same hour. So I spent half the day trying to get a phone and a working computer. And you've spoken with Sam. I have spoken with Sam. And um, basically, uh, what he said is accurate. Um, that you know That is the same story Sam told me. I do have a picture of the man charging... St- Sam in the Calcos News news article. Ours is not an opinion piece. Right. Um, and uh, you also have access to a police report. I have access to some documents that talk about the charges. Okay. All right. So where does your reporting differ from the Tribune's? Well, first of all, um, the Tribune's reporting has a lot to do with claiming that this has to do with not enough money put into homeless services, and that there really isn't a problem with crime in the county because last year's records show a 47% uh, drop in burglaries yep. and thefts are down 14%. Right. But here's the problem with that analogy. Remember, Prop 47 was passed. And what Prop 47 did was it changed the way that we classify burglaries and thefts. So, for example, if you went into somebody's yard or into a store and burglarized the store, it used to be burglary. But now if you go in, um, they've changed it now to the call of shoplifting. It was burglary. Now it's shoplifting. So those don't show up on the burglary. They do show up on the theft. But then they also lowered the requirement for theft. So if you go in and um, you take you go to the store and you take more than less than $950 worth of merchandise, they don't even charge you with a crime anymore. Now that is just an infraction and you get a little note and it doesn't show up on the crime report. So while they say burglaries are down and thefts are down, they are, if you're technically and you're not, it's the same crime, it's just referred to differently. And what I am hearing, the amount of thefts coming out of stores has been way up in the last few years, not way down. All right, so what do the documents reveal about the, I'm just going to call them the burglar? They, they reveal that they're looking at multiple other charges, for example. They list a number of things that they may charge him with in the future. And they also, um, this man is not um, a homeless man from our area. He is a transient. He has been um, arrested and convicted. He has, he has cr- a criminal record from five different states he is not a man that is lo- was local he is not a man that just had the several low-level crimes in this area this is a repeat offender 
And, and and that's fine. But is he a repeat offender who also happens to be homeless? What's the difference? And I'm not trying to indict the homeless. I'm just trying to get to the heart of this. Could he still be considered a homeless person? Well, you, they, I, you can call it homeless, but the, the general way they do the description, most of the people living on the streets in San Luis Obispo County are from here. They're homeless in our area. They're not here. They didn't, they're not someone that was arrested in this city or this state for committing a crime and then is traveling and comes to our areas. They're traveling through as this is a man that travels around. He doesn't seem to stay in one area. And that's when they talk about a transient person. That's the difference. All right. And then what about the police response to crimes like this? What do we know? I was told by Sam that when the call was first made, it was said that burglaries right now are a low-level priority, and we don't get on them right away. And Sam, Sam told me he knew those, his Apple items would not stay charged, and if it was a low-level priority, in a couple days they would be dead and could not be tracked. Because he, he was in the process of tracing where his stolen merchandise was through the app. Yeah. But if the battery ran out on, like, the iPad, you couldn't trace it anymore. So time was of the essence. Absolutely. And they were told by a dispatcher, this is, you know, this is a low-level priority. Well, so he went. He didn't plan on confronting anyone. He went there, and there were multiple homeless outside. They're not homeless. How would you say? People with... Shopping carts. Shopping carts that were loitering in front of the store that weren't there shopping. And they seemed to know each other, and there were two men talking, and I've seen multiple photos of this. There were two men talking, and then the guy turns around and charges at Sam. Hmm. Really interesting to me, I saw the video of the um, break-in and also when he left. And this man used a tool and was able to get in that door, and I'd say less than 10, 15 seconds. This man was very good at breaking into a, a building. Well, what I find revealing is that, uh, I mean, Sam, Sam is Sam Blakesley. I mean, he's a former state senator. And if he calls the police and the police say, oh, I'm sorry, this is a low priority, what's it going to be when you call <laughs> or I call or Craig calls, right? You see where I'm going? Yes, absolutely. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and pick up the conversation with Karen Veeley. Talking about uh, the reporting she has at CalCoastNews.com and an opinion piece published today in the Tribune involving a state senator, former state senator Sam Blakesley, who's just kind of uh, fed up four different times. He's had property stolen from him in San Luis Obispo. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Well, there's so many different permutations to the stories. We welcome you back. Former State Senator Sam Blakesley is just kind of fed up. Uh, four different times he was burglarized. It happened again earlier this week, this time at the office of Blakesley and Blakesley. Uh, uh, Apple Watch, uh, iPad taken. Through technology, he was able to track the guy down, and Sam went to take his picture and to turn it over to the police, and that resulted in a confrontation. Uh, 
The good news is the uh, police arrested the man. Sam got his merchandise back. Um, and I'm, I don't want to make this a homeless thing, and I certainly don't want to challenge the police. I understand what they're saying, Karen, about you have to be careful in situations like this. But I also say good for Sam Blakesley. Well, yes. First of all, they robbed his business and they took a lot more. I have seen the video of the man going into the business and I have seen the video of the man leaving the business. He had bags of items and this includes documents. I think Sam was protecting his clients. He was doing the best thing that he could. And again, if you call a dispatcher and this is a low priority and your clients are a top priority to you, I can see why Sam did it. Yeah. Now, obviously, you have to be careful, but his he he found the guy. He immediately called the police. All he was doing was taking a photo of the guy to help identify him, and that's when things turned ugly. Yeah. But Sam to the rescue. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> impressed that he that he worked as hard as he did to get this back, because you know I do not think it was a financial issue. I think it was an issue with. I've got to make sure I keep these records safe. There's probably some sensitive information on those on that uh, on that iPad. Yes, hmm. and remember, Sam is the person working with Cal Poly to work on the homeless problem in San Luis Obispo County, and he has done a lot. And the Tribune article goes on to say, at the end, they make it about homelessness, and they say, well, finally, the county is going to put. Top resources on homelessness, inclusionary housing, low-cost housing, and behavioral health. But even Sam said he thought the guy was homeless. It isn't, it isn't about him being homeless or not. The issue is, for decades in this county, they put money in inclusionary housing. It just stopped last year. And why they were throwing a ton of money at Capslow, and Adam Hills, a former supervisor's girlfriend, was running that, and then wife... The month, we ended up with the second highest homeless rate in the country while they were doing the inclusionary housing for years and they were doing um, the homeless issue with their plan through giving money to nonprofits. I see. I prefer to see this guy as a transient who was here short term who had committed crimes in at least five other states. That says to me he was just kind of roaming around. Well, it's clear he was roaming around. His history shows that he goes from state to state, um, and he's been caught dealing drugs and different things. Also on his person was an amount of marijuana that is considered for sales. Hmm. Well, the other thing troubling about it is that you have someone, uh, a former elected official, very well respected in the community. His family's been here for half a century, and he's like, you know, maybe it's time. That's troubling. And that is troubling. And when I talked to Sam earlier, crime like this is up nationwide. We, the thefts, especially in California, with the new laws, when you can go in and steal from a store under $950 and all they're going to write you is a ticket and it's not even considered a crime, thefts are way up in California. On the Stolberg-Tatum text line, this situation is exactly why people are leaving this area. Well, I, I don't think as San Luis Obispo is as bad as San Francisco and some of the big cities. This is a this it may be reason why people are leaving the state, but this isn't a. Um, I do not think that San Luis Obispo is a hotbed for theft. 
805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Give us a call, text in, chime in, whatever you want to do, whatever is easiest for you. We're just curious about what you think about this situation. Tribune has an opinion piece. Karen has a story at uh, Cal Coast News. It's being picked up in other media as well. Sam Blakesley said he was being read the riot act by Slow PD for what he did. I say good for him. I say, and Sam told me most of the officers were very, very nice to him. It wasn't until a sergeant came in at the end that was uh, was critical of what he did. But the rest of the officers were very nice to Sam. We're seeing a situation all across the country where police departments aren't able to attract enough candidates and they're short on police officers. Yes, that's what I've been hearing quite a bit of. And I have been, you know, Dave and I have both been around a while and I have never seen in the past where law enforcement agencies, I think I had three of them last week, law enforcement agencies saying, we're hiring people. Yeah. All right. Here's Dirk on KVEC. Hey, Dirk. Yeah, I, I'm 67 years old, and uh, I'm almost, I'm also seriously fed up with it. A lot of this stuff, I don't even bother reporting. I just had somebody walk off my rock climbing gear, solar charger, and uh, I've had two bikes stolen fairly recently both brand new bikes in broad daylight they, they were chained up and everything and it's not always homeless pushing shopping baskets as you know i don't wear it on myself i'm homeless myself but i'm right you can't defend yourself you can't defend your property if i get in with these people i go to prison for uh or get hurt so it's a very frustrating situation and like i say most of it i don't bother even reporting all right uh, dirk thanks for calling in on that so he won't even bother reporting and i've heard this from others i was even in a store that doesn't let students in anymore. Oh, we've got Michael up in San Simeon. Hey, Michael. Yes. In 2018, a guy named Justin Stewart Moons broke into my friend's house, and among other things, he stole a check of mine. Uh, this guy, uh, not the smartest, went to my bank with his real driver's license <laughs> and uh, and succeeded in, in collecting $2,500 on this fraudulent check. So we had his name, we had everything, and thanks to Jeff Stolberg, uh, I realized he wasn't in jail, although he had been in jail many times in our county jail. He was a regular. So anyway, I contacted Dan Dow's office with the guy's name, his address. He's on probation at the time. Uh, and Dan said, his office said, uh, this is all nonviolent. Uh, you know, grand theft. Oh, he was driving away from the bank in a stolen car. Okay, so grand theft, home invasion, all that, nonviolent. And, and, and I called eight times. They never went out to his house. Even though he was on probation, they knew his address. It was on his driver's license. And why didn't they go out? Why wouldn't they do anything? They said, it was, uh, they said just be patient. Maybe we'll pick him up on a speeding ticket or broken taillight. I'm, I'm not kidding. I heard that right straight from Dan, Dan Dow's secretary. Just because it's a low priority. So I'm basically yeah. confirming theft in our county is a low priority. Home invasion is a low priority. Even grand theft, uh, even stolen cars are a low priority. Uh, and I'm not Sam Bladesley. I'm just nobody. But uh, uh, fortunately, the guy broke into somebody else's house who did what Sam did, held him at gunpoint until the cops came, and then he got 14 months in, in prison. All right, Michael. Sorry to hear the story, but thanks for sharing. It is uh, 429 as I look over to Mr. Craig Hill for an explanation. Craig, what's happening? 
Uh, I'm looking. As you know, we've been having uh, satellite issues, and this is the first one that I've seen crop up today. At 3.30 was okay. Yeah. I blame Karen Vealy. <laughs> Write a story about it. No, I'm sure she will. Oh, oh wait, Karen's here. Um, well, it looks like we are going to uh, trip over in about a minute and a half. A minute and a half? Yeah, if you want to stick with that schedule. All right. Well, let me uh, let me start with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are you, folks? Well, we're confused right now, but we'll figure this out. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks for asking. What's up? Here, here is my question with this issue, and I, and I talked. I have talked to several uh, friends of mine that are business owners. They have the same problem when they're getting vandalized, robbed, harassed by the homeless. They, nothing at all really is done with the thefts that you see going on and ultimately what wouldn't you say that because it is a city issue here our ceo derek johnson wouldn't he uh, be ultimately held liable for all of these folks because of the policies that are in place and i mean he has the ability to step in as a CEO regardless and say, right. hey, this is not working here. Hang on, Jeff. We're going to take a break. All right, we're just joining uh, in the conversation. We're talking about our former state senators turned crime fighter Sam Blakesley. Uh, Karen and I are supporting what he did on Monday. Uh, welcoming your phone calls, 805-543-8830. Before this uh, recent break, we were chatting with Jeff in San Luis. Karen, you want to respond to his argument about Derek Johnson? Well, the, the problem is they cannot arrest these people and charge them for something they can't arrest them for. For example, if you go in a store and you steal under 950, it's an infraction. They cannot make it a crime. They cannot put you in jail because that's the penal code. And the other thing is the new rules are it doesn't matter if you do it over and over and over again. It's still an infraction. They can't say, well, you've stolen 10 times in the last month out of a store. That doesn't make it a crime. Jeff? No, you're absolutely right. And it's unfortunate that our streets across California, period, are are unsafe because of this. So, Jeff, Jeff, what do you think about what Sam did? Oh, I think it's awesome. Kudos to him. Sam, you're a stud. And we need more (laughs) of our citizens to do exactly this. Uh, You know, sometimes you got to take the law into your own hands if you're not going to get the protection that you're entitled to, then sometimes you got to protect yourself and your belongings. And that's what Sam did. And, yeah, kudos to him. All right, Jeff, thanks for checking in. Yes, I think it's very interesting. I, I think a lot of people are impressed by Sam, and other people say he should not have done it. And I'm saying that I understand why he did that, uh, but he needs to be careful. But in this case... It wasn't like he was confronting the guy. He was taking the guy's photo, and the guy came towards Sam. And look at the picture on the uh, with Cal Coast News. It shows you the look in this guy's eyes as he's charging Sam. 805-543-8830. Uh, join in the conversation, please, on the Stolberg Tatum line. Good for you, Sam. I'd probably do the same thing. I wish we could go back to stiffer penalties. 
You know, I actually voted for that when it came out because I thought it was the right thing to make lower penalties, but I didn't read the entire law, and I did not realize it would empower thieves to steal. Hmm. What about Michael's call from San Simeon before the news break? He has to be pretty frustrated. Oh, absolutely. I could not imagine someone breaking into a house and, and you know, $2,500, and it still is not a big enough deal to go by and arrest him. Hmm. Uh, also on the Stolberg Tatum line, uh, we homeless do not like these thieves. Please don't scapegoat all of us. I don't think we're trying to do that. Let's talk to Eric in Morrill Bay. Hi, Eric. Hey, how you doing, buddy? You're good. What's up, Eric? Hey, yeah, I think you're confusing two things with uh, homeless and criminals. Explain. Um, well, you know, homeless people, they have services they can go get. Um, but criminals, you have, they're just going to be criminals. So if you give those criminal homeless place to stay they're just gonna have a storage unit for all the stuff they steal and i do believe some of the people that are criminals like this travel from state to state stay in the hotel rooms sell the merchandise sell the drugs and they're not living on the streets but they are they don't have a home in the area they go to well eric, oh, good point. eric i think the question becomes is is this guy is he is he a homeless guy or is he a transient or is he just a criminal? How do we label them? How do we describe them? You know, that's. I think that's the problem with the the fact of uh, labeling all homeless as bad people. Yep. You know, it's and they're not. And with this man, I, I know that I I do believe that law enforcement is labeling him a transient. But we also think of the amount of people that come down from the Bay Area to steal catalytic converters here. They come down here and they stay in hotels when they go on their crime sprees. If you ask them, they may say, you know, I don't have an address. But does that make them homeless because they're traveling around robbing people? Yeah, but Craig has a label. Craig, what are you calling him? Well, I, I was just saying a homeless criminal. But then I realized that doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not like if I robbed a bank, they'd say a housed criminal. Um, it's just you're just a criminal. It doesn't matter what your living condition is. And this guy is just a dirtbag criminal. It doesn't matter what his housing situation is. Right. But in the editorial today, they're trying to link this to homelessness. Yeah, it's bleeding heart garbage where they're saying this is the issue. Let me tell you, if this guy had a mansion, he'd still be stealing stuff. He's a criminal scumbag. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, comment, yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my point is. A criminal is a criminal, whether he has a home, like you said, or he's traveling through, staying in a hotel room. So the focus, Karen, needs to be on crime in San Luis and not necessarily homelessness in San Luis. No, and, and again, the point of the article is we should go back to the way things were five years ago when we had a push to put money into nonprofits and inclusionary housing. And actually, at that time, we had a higher level of homeless per capita in our county than we do now. Yeah. Eric, anything else you want to say? No, that's fine. Thanks a lot. Have a, have a good evening. Thanks for calling in. 805-543-8830 on the Stolberg Tatum text line. Oh, Sam's going to love this one. I work out at the same gym as Sam. I'm seeing how much weight he can push. I'm sure he can handle one or two of these clowns that are mostly strung out and quite unhealthy, assuming they don't have a weapon, of course. That's a big assumption. Yeah, uh, Sam took care of himself, but you have to be careful in these situations. Absolutely. And Sam is in good shape, and the guy wasn't able to wrestle his phone from him. That says a lot. Sam, 67 years old, this guy was 20-something, and Sam 
was able not to let him steal his phone. On the uh, Stolberg Tatum text line, the real question is, why did this guy come to our area? Who knows? Well, this man has been traveling. He's been he's a criminal history covering five states, and he's only twenty nine years old. Uh, I'm trying to figure this out on the Stolberg line. Uh, you're unhoused or homeless person. If you're homeless, does that mean you have to be? Oh, this person, this texture is just concerned about um, trash everywhere. Let's let's move on. We got Mike in San Luis. Hey, Mike. How you doing, Dave? Good, Mike. What's your take on all this? Well, I'm a business owner in San Luis Obispo, and I've seen crime go up probably 150 percent in the last 18 months. What are you seeing? I've, what are you seeing, I, Mike? I got people stealing in my store. I got people coming in with nothing in their hands, drop a bag down, steal $650 worth of booster packs, and nothing. They, they get nothing. We get nothing out of it. I got homeless camping out by my store. I got people cutting in the fence, stealing oil out of the back, stealing antifreeze. It's, I caught a person stealing LED flashlights. It's, it's out of control. And there are zero repercussions. It's it's a farce to call the police. It just what? the whole situation's out of control. Mike, what happens when you call the police? Well, they come, and they, the first thing they want to tell you is exactly what Karen says. Is it under nine hundred and fifty bucks? It's a misdemeanor. They're not even going to arrest them. They're going to book them and release them. So you know what? What's the point? Why waste my business owner's time to report that? I mean, it it is so frustrating for business owners in San Luis. It, whoever voted for those laws has never had anything stolen from them. I can tell you that right now. And in the last 18 months, it has gotten absolutely terrible. I agree with Craig 110%. These people need to be locked up and broomed out. Downtown is a nightmare. And, Mike, I agree. And actually, in most of these cases, they ticket them, but they don't actually call it a crime and put them in jail. They'll take them, and they'll ticket them. But it's an infraction. It's not even a crime. If I was to walk into your store right now and sold less than 950 because of the new law, it's an infraction. It doesn't even show up as a crime. Oh, I know. And... And so to report it is frivolous, number one. And number two, I caught a guy stealing in my store, and he pulled the light out from underneath his sweatshirt and said he was just bringing it up to the counter. Really? And you look outside, and he's driving a $50,000 truck. I mean, people steal because there's no repercussion. And and that's what the business owners know in San Luis Obispo. And you've had businesses shut up because they just go, we're not going to do it anymore. So, Mike, what are you going to be doing now? How do you respond to all this? Well, I've got, uh, I've got 16 cameras in my store. I've got four cameras outside my store. And my wife and I were just talking about putting in another eight cameras. So... I'm trying to put razor wire around the fence, which the city tells me I can't do because, you know, wouldn't want anybody to get hurt. But that's okay that they can cut through the fence. I've repaired my fence in the back of my store four times in the last two years. 
I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And and the city doesn't understand. I listen to your show every day, Dave. My wife and I do. I listen to the city council people come on. Boy, downtown's great. There's no vacancies. We don't really have a homeless problem, you know. Everybody loves downtown. Not the case. I don't I don't know what downtown they're looking at. But that is not the case. So, Mike, I'm sure the mayor, if she's not listening now, will be listening to the podcast. What's your message to the mayor? Visit me, 380 Marsh Street. Been here 30 years. Has the mayor ever come to see you? Not once. I'll make sure she does. Mike, good luck. Thank you for calling in. Comment, Karen. I was actually, I ran into a, a gentleman who is a landlord of the post office in Santa Margarita. And you can go, Santa Margarita doesn't have mailboxes, so everybody goes to the post office, and there's a door between the office area and the boxes. He said they've been robbed six times in not that long of a period of time, and then he may have to put a metal door separating because they keep breaking in and stealing the packages. All right, uh, here we go. We're joined now by former state Senator Sam Blakesley. Sam, good afternoon. Hello, Dave. Uh, nice to hear your voice, and uh, Karen, uh, yours as well. I hope Thank you're doing well. Sam, I hope you're okay. I'm a little bit worried that you're thinking about leaving the state, but I can understand <laughs> why you'd be upset after all this. So It uh, might, have, might have been a moment of exasperation. I, I still love this place, and all of us do, but it does kind of get you into your rope every once in a while. Yeah. So, Sam, what do you want to say? Well, I have to be careful because I expect I will be asked to testify in this case, and so I don't want to in any way jeopardize um, any testimony I'd give under oath by saying something cavalierly. But what I will convey is I really think it's time for people to kind of stand up and take their city back. Uh, We can't just continually delegate solving problems to everybody else, and, you know, that's kind of the way communities like ours were originally formed. I mean, it was you know, farmers and teachers and bricklayers and, you know, people built their city and their community and their civic life by being directly involved, maybe through charity or maybe through their nonprofit or maybe through their faith-based organization. And I know we don't get a lot of that anymore. We don't hear a lot about that anymore. We kind of think we can outsource and delegate everything to a government activity or some NGO. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a reason neighborhood watch systems work, and you know, neighbors look out for each other. And when they say some, see something, they say something. So, I guess my hope is that um, you know we kind of take our community back, and we're going to have to do it one citizen at a time, where everyone looks for their opportunity to step up and make a difference. I guess that, that's the takeaway. I hope that if, comes from all this. If you had Monday to do all over again, would you do anything differently? I think I did what I had to do. I would have a hard time looking myself in the mirror if I'd done anything differently. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that Slow PD wants me to say that to others. I understand their concern. I respect their concerns. Um, but I also feel like there's, there's danger in stepping up, but there's, sometimes there's an even bigger danger when everyone steps back. And I think, you know, you balance those risks, and at the end of the day, we're a stronger community when we all step up and help each other and look out for each other. And, you know, when things like this happen, we do what we can in the moment. Well, in your case, all you did was try to take a picture of the guy so that the police would know who they were looking for. 
And that was what was remarkable. You know, I kept getting intermittent signals on this Find Your iPhone app, and it would, you know, incrementally every five minutes sort of show me where the person had been, not where they were at the instant. Um, And in the course of walking through downtown San Luis Obispo at that early, early hour, you really can't believe what you see in terms of the number of homeless and the condition of our, our streets and there's a spectrum. There are people out there who just need a, a hand out to help them up, who with a little bit of assistance would do fine. There are others I saw walking down the street talking to either imaginary people or yelling or cursing or in you know, a rage for some unknown reason, and they need a little more than just a helping hand. They're going to need more professional help. And then there are these individuals who prey on others. They are professional predators and they're criminals. And the problem is you can't tell the difference because a lot of them are pushing the same type of grocery cart. They're wearing the same attire. They're in the same group. And as a citizen, we're confused. You know, who are we seeing and how do we react? But in this case, it seemed pretty clear the person I was tracking was a criminal. And I didn't expect to encounter them directly. But the fact that I was on the other side of the parking lot. He saw me taking the picture and literally charged me. Kind of showed the hair trigger this person was on. I believe he was a threat. And it was just a matter of time until he hurt someone. That's my belief. Karen, you want to comment? And Sam's right there. When you have someone that has a hair trigger that gets angry like that, for example, the the teacher over in Atascadero that was recently arrested, I was told before he left the school, he was screaming at parents, screaming at children. People that are violent or, or pushed to violence quickly, they are a danger to society, more so than just a theft. But there, that's where the police are right, that uh, I personally support Sam's decision, but I would caution people, you've got yeah. to be careful because you don't know what you're walking into. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, Sam, I don't want to get you in any trouble, but is there anything else you want to say? You know, I just, I just wanted to share those thoughts about us all trying to step up and do what we can and take our, our town back, because I think it's possible, but it's going to take a collective will and a, sort of an agreement that this is a town we still love, and we want it to be what all it can be. <laughs> and so what, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. What would the first step be there, Sam? How do we begin to take our town back? Well, you know, there's a lot of faith-based organizations that have soup kitchens uh, where you volunteer. I think also when you see um, a, con- a conflict going on between two people or you see someone being harassed, um, if there is uh, an opportunity to call Slow PD and get them to roll onto the scene and investigate, I-, I think that's helpful. You know, a lot of these folks that, you know, behave this way will adjust their behavior if they believe there's consequences. And the converse is true as well. If they know no one's going to call and they can um, a- you know, intimidate or abuse either citizens or other people who are kind of living on the margins. They'll do that because they can do, know they can do it without consequences. So I think a lot of this is just all of us looking for ways to be involved. Yeah, well said. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for calling in. Be safe out there. Thank you. Take care. All right. And please don't move. Can't have that. You were about to say. And I, I do believe we have to work as a community. When you see someone stealing and students stealing, I was in the Rite Aid um, in San Luis Obispo over by Smart and Final probably a year ago, and I had a grandchild with me who came in about five minutes afterwards and was told to leave and called me, and they said they won't let me in the store 
And I asked the lady, and she said, if they're with a parent or an adult, we'll let them in. But we don't let them in because we have so much stealing from young people from the high school. I was stunned. This was at a time that school had gotten out recently. But we have, I think, if people help each other and watch for these things. I will be back for a final segment with Karen Veely. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. All right, let's uh, squeeze another call for Karen Veely. We have Alan in San Luis. Hey, Alan. Hey, Dave. Hey, Karen. Hey. Hey. Obviously, we need to get rid of reverse prop... 47. I don't know how long that would take and if we can get enough support to do that. So in the meantime, question one is, is there a way for the city to make its own tougher laws, even though the state passed this proposition? I doubt it. I think uh, state law trumps city law. That's what I was thinking, but I was hoping there was a way around it (laughs) somehow. Mm -hmm. And the other part is I'm concerned... I'd like store owners to be able to defend their property. How much trouble would they get in, for example, here comes somebody in stealing and they get, let's say, pepper sprayed or something else like that, some way of defending. Will they get arrested instead of the person who's stealing? Hmm. Karen? I have no idea. Well, I guess the next step is to talk, to, well, when John Laird comes back on or Don Addis, talk to them about doing something on the state level. And and I will tell you, I I was looking at the amount of people that have moved out last year out of California. It was 330,000 approximately. And I looked at our area. They weren't leaving San Luis Obispo County. We were pretty stagnant. But up in the Bay Area where the thefts are even worse, I saw a lot of people leaving the area. Hmm. Alan, what about what Sam Blakesley did? I He did the right thing. He tracked and he took the picture. He just, no, you're right. You have to be careful. But he did something. He didn't just sit around. He tried to do what he could to get the information he needed. I agree with what he did. Yeah. All right, Alan. Thanks for checking in. On the Stolberg-Tatum text line, crime pays for petty thieves and shoplifters. If they steal and get away with it, then it is a win. If they get arrested, they get room and board and fed in jail in a warm bed. Versus sleeping in the creek bed. Is it that simple? Well, they don't get arrested for that. It's an infraction. So, Petty, if you get if you steal under $950, it's now an infraction. Uh, Rob in a task there on the Stolberg Tatum line. Hey, Rob. Sam took a large risk, but he did the right thing. Homelessness and criminality have a small overlap. They are not the same. Prop 47 and AB 109 have damaged the public and advantaged the criminal. There are quite a few people saying that currently. All right. Uh, you can read the story that Karen has at CalCoastNews.com. You can check out the opinion piece of the Tribune. Karen gets 30 seconds for a final thought. I think we, as a community, we need to look at this. We need to find a way to make this better because there are a lot of people who have been in business for decades in this community and in this county that are considering not working here anymore. Well, you certainly heard the frustration in Mike's voice when he called in, the business owner in downtown San Luis Obispo. And think if you are if you have a low profit margin and suddenly some months you're losing money because of the amount of theft going out the door. All right, Karen, thanks for joining us. Thank Off you. we go. We've got ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time-saver traffic and weather together. And let's just have a conversation with Connie Pierce. 
general manager of the Madonna Inn, and Clint Pierce, president of Madonna Enterprises. I think at some point we're going to talk about rodeo. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.